The Tigers win another SEC road game. And does that mean Dennis Gates is your conference coach of the year? Let's talk about the LSU game and answer that question coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen and thanks for telling a friend and fellow true son or daughter about the show by sending them to LockedOnMizzou.com for all the pertinent links to YouTube, Spotify, etc., etc., etc. And you know what? A few weeks ago, well, not even a few weeks ago, just a couple weeks ago, I guess with five games left, I said, hey, if Missouri goes three and two, they win three out of their last five, well, they're going to go dancing. Well, they've won three out of five already, but with one game to go. So you know what? I'm just going to officially say it. Even if ESPN doesn't 100% agree with me yet, Missouri is in the big dance, folks. We're going dancing. Let's do it. Let's get our shoes. Let's get our best dress on. The whole deal, I for one, cannot wait. And not only is Missouri, in my opinion, certainly in the in the field of 68 at this point, well, the Tigers might just be looking pretty good in the SEC tournament as well. You may have noticed, well, you almost certainly noticed because Vanderbilt, just before the Missouri game started, took down Kentucky in a, in a bit of an upset there, certainly. In Kentucky, down in Lexington, that helped the Tigers. Auburn lost to Alabama as well. That got those Tigers behind our Tigers as well. So as it stands, Kentucky and Tennessee tied for third place. Missouri tied with Vanderbilt for fifth. So what does that mean? What are Missouri's odds for a top four seed? Well, according to Ken Palm, Missouri has an 80% chance to beat Ole Miss. I might even say higher than that just as an, a, a, a semi-objective a semi observer that I am. But then you look at Tennessee. Well, they're at Arkansas, or excuse me, Kentucky is at Arkansas. Well, Ken Palm only actually gives them a 34% chance of winning that ball game. Tennessee is at Auburn. Ken Palm gives them a 60% chance to win. So kind of a coin flip there, too, giving the Vols a little bit better chance than not to beat Auburn. But what that tells me, and certainly I'm no mathematician, folks, but that's pretty obvious that it's more likely than not that either Kentucky or Tennessee is going to lose. So if Missouri beats Ole Miss, what we, what we, which is what we think is going to happen, that means that Missouri's got a really, really good shot to get that fourth seed. No doubt about it. So a double bye, and by the way, 11-7 and seven in the conference if Missouri pulls off that Ole Miss win, too, that will tie Missouri for their best record ever in the SEC, tying them with their inaugural season, Frank Haith's second year at the helm, Alex Oriaki, and all of those guys. So just an enormous accomplishment, regardless of even what happens 
on Saturday, to be honest with you. But I'd been saying for a couple weeks that I thought if Dennis Gates gets a double bye, I, I don't know really how you don't give him the coach of the year at that point, especially when you consider Buzz Williams for as great of a job as he's done this season. When you really look at it, the Aggies were pretty darn good last year, too, despite not making the field of 68. So to me, since the coach of the year award is so often given to the man who has done, who has, who has exceeded the expectations, especially preseason expectations the most. Well, that has to be Dennis Gates, does it not? It can't be Buzz Williams in Texas A&M. If you really understand college basketball, you know the Aggies were a top 40 team in that range last year. So let's not be shocked that Texas A&M is maybe a top 25 or 30 team this season. Obviously, Buzz is a good coach. I just think what Dennis Gates has done at Missouri has been improbable, to say the least, and really borderline heroic from my perspective, of course. I mean, taking a program that has really been a little bit moribund for the last 10 years or so. We still haven't won an NCAA tournament game since 2010 by the way. So just if Missouri could just win one game in March this season. See, now I'm getting greedy, right? I just said that this was an incredible season that nobody could have seen coming. And thus, I think Dennis Gates is now your obvious SEC coach of the year. But at the same time, I got to say, I'm getting a little greedy. And if I just can have, just give me one, Dennis, just give me one. We get one victory in the tournament. Man, that would put a massive, massive cherry on top of what has already been a really delightful Sunday. Well, DeAndre Golston hit what I believe is his third buzzer beater of the season last night at halftime of the LSU game, and clearly Missouri needed those points, and also, by golly, I needed those two free throws at the end to cover the spread over at FanDuel, so DeAndre I owe you a non-alcoholic beverage for sure. All of us who bet on that game definitely owe you one there. So well done, young man. As the saying goes, good teams win and great teams cover. But in all seriousness, just a great performance overall by Missouri, especially when you consider, well, not to pat myself on the back too hard here, but that game pretty much played out how I predicted. Not totally unlike the Georgia game. But I thought especially, okay, it's senior night here at LSU. There'll probably be a little bit more energy from this team than maybe you would normally expect. And despite the fact that there was maybe, I don't know, 5,000 people there, it seemed like at the Pete Maravich Center, certainly they started off with good energy. I thought starting Parker Edwards, by the way, the The senior guard, apparent walk-on, the previously unknown, at least to me, Parker Edwards. Well, he played six minutes, knocked down two out of two from downtown, and, well, kind of just got LSU off to a great start, obviously, and they were on fire. K.J. Williams, man, that guy can really shoot it for a big man, can he not? And, obviously, Adam Miller had the touch in the first half, and seemingly everybody else did as well. Normally, when you shoot 14 of 28 from downtown at home, that's probably going to win you, I don't know, 90% of the time, let's say. So pretty incredible that Missouri was able to come back and win that game. But it did seem like once the three-pointers settled down a little bit, Missouri was able to make some adjustments. And once they were able to crawl their way back into the game, it did kind of feel inevitable the Tigers were going to come out 
on top. Once again, Demoy Hodge knocking down threes, getting five steals, by the way, and he is now your single-season record holder. He's now passed up Lynn Hardy from 1987, the Big A champions of that year. The great Lynn Hardy is around at Missouri games all the time. And oh, by the way, Lynn Hardy was actually my very first basketball coach at Norm Stewart camp all the way back when I was in fifth grade in the 90s. So yeah, now that's a way back machine for you. Hey, Coach Hardy, how you doing? I'm sure you remember me well. But in all seriousness, good for Demoy Hodge and considering the season he's had, man, where does he rank in terms of one-year Missouri basketball players? DeAndre Golston's up there as well, by the way. And and Trey Gomillion has got to be up there as well. Obviously, Cassius Robertson, I think, is the first guy that comes to mind to me. And speaking of, I'll delve into this subject maybe at some point in the future. But speaking of Trey Gomillion, that is a concern. Didn't see Trey play at all in the second half. Had his warm-up on the entire time. Seemed like maybe that groin was bothering him once again. So, hate to see that. Missouri needs all the guard depth it can get. And in particular, Go Million really does a lot of little things that nobody else on the roster really does. And you know what? Matt McMahon's decision for LSU to start Parker Edwards in that game gave me an idea for Missouri on Saturday against Ole Miss. You may know where I'm going with this, but stick with me. It's worth the payoff. But first, I tell you what, we're at the midway point of the NBA season. In fact, we're past it. So now it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just get the FanDuel Sportsbook app, which is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you know what? The one team I'm looking at, if you're talking, we're going to talk NBA Maybe the team I'm looking at that's kind of interesting right now. How about the the Los Angeles Clippers, 11-1 to to win the title? Everybody else in terms of odds, eh, they're either a little bit too long and I'm not seeing it, or maybe like the Celtics, Bucks, and Suns, you're getting less than 5-1. to Just not a lot of value there. But regardless of what you're into, you should be into FanDuel because you can combine bets, futures, Money line, parlays, the whole deal. So don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thanks again for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the brand new Locked On College Basketball with everything you need to know about college hoops in one place. In this time of year, this is exactly the type of show that you need. So check out Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And as we all know, one of the most fun parts of college basketball in a laugher type of game when your home team is, say, beating the crap out of, oh, I don't know, some random new Division One school like Houston Christian or, or Lindenwood or, or whoever it might be. Well, at least you get at the end of the game some walk-on action. Yes, they get real playing time. And it is in the moment, one of these walk-ons even so much as touches the basketball, the remaining diehards 
in the stands start gasping. They're like, yes, it's going to happen. He might actually shoot. Wee! So as much fun as that is at the end of a basketball game, folks, if you're a little bit younger, you might not even be able to imagine this, at least until last night. But back in the day, yes, gather around, kids, an old man is talking. But back in the day when Norm Stewart was around occasionally, there'd be a senior walk-on on the team who may have played incredibly sparingly, much like Jackson Francois and Ben Sternberg have this season. But by golly, if it was senior day, that young man was going to start and maybe play for a minute and a half or so. And the crowd would be electric. I mean, absolutely electric, because this isn't garbage time. This is meaningful basketball, often quite meaningful basketball at the end of a season here. Missouri could be playing for all kinds of stuff, a championship, a number of different things, seedings, in the, in all, everything you could possibly imagine. And yet, for that minute, minute and a half, I think that energy boost you get from the crowd is actually worth it. I think we saw that last night with Parker Edwards when Matt McMahon started him in that game last night for LSU. LSU got off to an incredible start last night, one that Missouri had a really hard time digging out of, and credit to Missouri for being able to do so. But to me, what does that all mean? Well, that means that I think Missouri should start Ben Sternberg on Saturday against Ole Miss. And yes, I'm being 100% serious. This is not a joke. Not only do I think Sternberg kind of deserves it, the guy is the guy is a Cleveland, Ohio native, played at Cleveland State for a couple seasons with Dennis Gates, apparently thinks so much of Dennis Gates, and maybe the feeling is mutual that he followed Gates all the way out to Columbia, Missouri, two states over, maybe I just failed my geography lesson there. Hold on. Indiana, Illinois. Okay. Three States over. There we go. (laughs) Regardless, the fact that Sternberg has followed Gates to this point, the fact that Sternberg in one season on campus has become obviously a very popular figure on campus among the Mizzou basketball faithful. I have an insider who actually works with Ben Sternberg a little bit. He loves the guy. So Regardless, I just think, again, as the crowd favorite, you put him in the basketball game for two minutes, you hand him the ball on a couple dribble handoffs. I'm not saying he has to shoot, but even if there's a window of him possibly being able to shoot, everybody in the crowd is going to be going nuts. And imagine if he actually does score. Imagine if he does knock down a three or two, as Parker Edwards did. Well, that's going to be all she wrote for Ole Miss. Ole Miss should be terrified at the prospect of Ben Sternberg on Saturday. And speaking of walk-ons, yes, another segment that is tangentially related to walk-ons. But mostly, it's related to the bat signal. You see, folks, Commissioner Gordon gave out the bat signal for very specific reasons. It cannot be abused. Well, I'm getting a little bit worried that Dennis Gates and Eli Drinkwitz are starting to abuse the bat signal. So let's talk about that after these quick words. Well, as we all know, Eli Drinkwitz certainly likes to drum up excitement in any way he can. And of course, just talk 
in the media. He certainly uses social media to do that, and Dennis Gates does it, well, similar things, but in his own way. That's certainly for sure. I think Dennis certainly likes to go about his advertisement, maybe, by just getting his name out there in terms of offering lots and lots of high-level type recruits. And and by the way, he might just land some of those big fish as well. But one thing Dennis Gates and Eli Drinkwitz have in common, well, they like to use what Mizzou fans have come to lovingly call the bat signal on social media. For Dennis Gates, it's him pumping a fist in front of a Mizzou sign, looks like in a in the conference room, that type of deal. Well, it looks like Eli Drinkwitz has a new graphic this year for his bat signal, which caused a bit of confusion, at least for this podcaster at first. But I will say, by all means, send out a bat signal when Witt Hafer comes on board as a scholarship player. But I have to say, lately, I've noticed something that both Drinkwitz and Dennis Gates have, in my mind, been going against the spirit of Commissioner Gordon, and been abusing the bat signal a bit lately by putting out that particular thing and then an hour later revealing getting Mizzou fans all excited and a a Twitter on Twitter only to reveal a preferred walk-on. Give me the prices right womp womp music in terms of our excitement on that one nothing against you preferred walk-ons I'm glad you have your moment I think Missouri should tweet it out and say hey welcome the preferred walk-on guy just don't do the bat signal thing because you're actually not doing that young man any favors either because you don't want Missouri fans reaction to be uh what no oh I'm disappointed I was hoping for Chris Parker or John Bowl or or somebody else. And then when you end up with a guy's a preferred walk-on, well, a little bit of a letdown. It just is. And that's not fair to the kid, number one, and also just kind of a little bit of a bait and switch for your for your fans a tiny bit, it feels like. Again, nothing against the preferred walk-ons. They're important parts of the team and all that good stuff. But let's save the bat signal for actual scholarship commitments. And thanks to you for committing once again some of your time to this podcast. I really do appreciate it and frankly, I'm amazed all the time at how many people listen to this thing. So I really really do appreciate it. But you know what? I think you'll appreciate listening to Locked On College Basketball as well. It's March, folks. You want to know about the rest of the field? No better place than with Isaac Shade and Andy Patton over at Locked On College Basketball. Find it on YouTube and wherever you get finer audio podcasts. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou. Mizzou.